a music platform showcasing exceptional talent. I ain't got many to spare, ain't that many to share, even when they left me this. An opportunity to present their music without distraction. I gotta keep getting these racks, huh? Not getting distracted. Pour out the passion potion and cue the music. If you're looking for a new, old, or even some forgotten passion, well, you've come to the right place. Better drink up some passion potion and listen up, because the show's about to begin. Welcome to the Passion Fruit Podcast, SG. I'm Sif. I'm Hakim. I'm Mafik. I'm Helmer. And today we have a very special guest with us here in our lovely penthouse. Oh. Located at the top of Beverly Hills in Hollywood, aka a uh, HDB flat in Tampines beside the uh. Panama Canal. He is the guy behind the tunes of several up-and-coming artists in Singapore. He's the editor of the tunes that are produced. He's also the executive producer slash director slash entrepreneur of a music production platform. Right. That showcases excep exceptional talents of SG. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen of passion, please welcome the talented human being, the director of Control by None, Zaki! Hey! That's really kind of you to say all those things. Eh? Hey, no problem, man. These are standard. But anyway, Zaki, welcome to the penthouse of PFPSG. My yeah. pleasure, man. My pleasure to be here. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. 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 So, uh, keep, it, keep it Islam. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you are hungry, behind you, there's a, a snack the cat snack food, bar. snack bar. Yeah, I can also. Yeah, I want a cat food. Yeah. Sure, sure. It's uh, healthy also. Yeah. So, with that being said, Zaki, you have been creating music for like a lot, a long time, uh, to be honest. Can, yeah. I, can, can consider it quite long. Uh, since uh, 2012, is it long? That oh, is long enough. Long enough. Long enough, bro. Long enough, right? Eh? Yeah. Before long. you enter poly, eh? yeah. How, how long have we known each other? How long have we known each other? Since we start poly, yeah. <laughs> Seven? 2013. Before Hakim got eight girlfriend, years. Right. Yeah, eight years. Eh? He will never tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Until now, then we know. Lah. Until now. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> so, uh, right now, with eight years of experience in music production, how do you feel like having all this experience in your belt? Actually, I feel like I'm. I started pretty late now because nowadays, if you look at the demographic of children out there, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sixteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old kids already making records online. Mm -hmm. They're already doing all this stuff on their own, mm -hmm. exposing themselves on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, yeah. even mm -hmm. on YouTube. They're doing their own music video covers and everything. And pretty much most of the education that we get, and how to record and how to style, is, is all online. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're all really super talented already. So when you are like 25, 26 years old, you're trying to do this, you feel like, oh my God, do I feel so old? Yeah. But are we, reality, are we, are we actually, lagging behind? <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because um, most of the talents that I'm working with, right, they they became my friends because the way we, we try to be professional at the same time, so I have this relationship with them whereby it's very not so serious all the time yes. because I care about their well-being and their mental health as well. Yeah. Right. So I get to know them better. I, I realize that, oh my God, I feel so old. How about the jokes that they, they told me, right? It makes me feel like an old man. Gen Z jokes. Gen Z jokes, I don't get it. Like, I, like what? TikTok stuff. I don't know how to use TikTok. Same bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think any of us are. Yeah, can they, they, they were like telling me like, 
I don't know that song. <laughs> I only know it. Oh, yeah. Some know yeah, I mean, of course, everyone will know. Helicopter, helicopter. Yeah. Helic- yeah, they keep doing all those stupid <laughs> helicopter. Like, uh, I was recording yesterday, then one of the kids was like, Grape! I find you know what, 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 what I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Something about Pakistan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the small kid, uh, when I grow up, I, I want to be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. And I want like, to be. Good. Pakistan. I want to be a Pakistani. Even the teacher was like, Grape! Uh, I think Gen Z jokes is like, they are very subtle, but there's like a lot of deep meaning behind it. It's like the inside joke kind of thing. Uh. That's the thing, inside yeah. jokes. You are not, okay, you have, they have to understand, like, at the end of the day, right, our humor is pretty much millennial humor. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, most of us are millennials. We grew up with Power Rangers, we grew up with oh. Beyblades and all that. Mm. Yeah, boy. Okay, so when we talk about all this little, little stuff, right, we kind of laugh because why this is our like, primary school, second school kind of thing. So. Yeah. It's like very nostalgic for us. Our yeah. childhood. Lah. When we talk about how expensive trading cards are now compared uh, to like mm. the NFT stuff and all that, we get it. You know, the kids will be like, what? This is so boring. Lah. You all talk about this. You all can talk about BTS. Lah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about <laughs> <No. laughs> this thing. Only the music. but uh, I know the, the music. Not, I don't not know. the fan club. I don't know about the fan base and all those things. So I try my best right, to go and listen to some of the materials that the kids are doing. Mm-hmm. So that oh. when they explain to me like, oh, this this little whoever rapper is actually quite popular, then I'm like, okay, I know who, I get it. Okay, noted. Uh. <laughs> yeah. You you feel like the you know the dad and the son like, okay, what's my son doing? Oh, he's watching this kind. Of, okay, I have to research a bit, then I can talk to my son. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> so um, for for the longest time, I always thought I was like the youngest one. Mm. then suddenly you are in a room full of like 21 even I consider 21 year olds to be really young Yeah. because mm. when I work with an artist who's 21 I, I can recall that hey, that guy is my younger brother's age mm. you know my younger sister who's just turned 20 she's like oh she's still a kid Yeah. My, they can be, can be adults and all those things yeah. right, you know in your eyes uh, yeah, yeah but I still consider them very very young do they con- consider you as an older brother yeah most of the time <laughs> <laughs> but after a while right they'll be like they didn't know that I'm 25. They thought I'm like 19. Mm. Oh, you're 25? Huh? <laughs> 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 no, but in terms of like, uh, you say like, child, like, like, uh, are you thinking like, in terms of like, their age of their, or their, their mindset? I okay. mean, mindset. Mindset. Also because, be right, true. okay, you have to understand that, of course, our generation, at the end of the day, we are not far off from the Gen Zs. Yeah. Okay? Mm. In terms of technologies and stuff, we are very lucky because, in the 2010s already, we were already exposed to YouTube. We were already exposed to all the social media stuff. Yeah. We know mm. how e- easy it is to go viral. Yeah. We know how easy it is to get information across. It's not that complicated. Yeah. It's just that we know at the end of the day, right? We grew up in an industry where but we don't take anything for granted still. Mm-hmm. So these kids, when they have it easy, for example, like overnight success through TikTok or something like that, they do TikTok mm-hmm. live, they get popular. So when things are tough, for example, the last two years, this is what I want to do. We can talk about it deeper, COVID. Mm-hmm. You know how tough it is for you, you guys as well, for the art industry and all those things. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot mm. of adversity, a lot of challenges, a lot of people lose their jobs. Yeah. So all these kids, they are not ready for real life situations. They get, you know, they, they get, it's, it's like to them, it's like, it's so foreign. They are so shell-shocked by, the, by how bad it turned out. And most of the times they, they get impatient. So mm. they get complacent. They'll be like, hey, why am I not doing this quickly? Why is my music not released quickly enough? Yeah. Where's my music video? I want to be famous. You, you promised me say that within a year, I can be famous. Why am I not getting the the notoriety or all oh. these bookings, all these shows? Mm. Wow. How can you get bookings when there's no 
venues. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's closed. You know what I mean? Uh, this is one of the challenges I faced uh, with handling the kids. And they, because everything, like like what I, I mentioned earlier, everything is all accessible online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of the education is pretty much, they, they, they miss the foundations. Mm. Okay, when we go to schools, right? Although schools are boring, we start off with the very basics. Mm. You know, before you learn how to run, you learn how to crawl. So pretty much all of us are doing for the first two, three years is learning how to crawl. Mm. So we have a very strong foundation when we want to want to excel in certain things, certain disciplines, certain mediums. We have a strong foundation to lean back. Mm. They, yes. To them, they just Correct. they just take a shortcut. Mm. So, so, so they move. so they straightway uh, ride bicycle instead of crawling. Yeah, <laughs> straightway want to fly. Uh, but the bicycle is a power assisted one. Yeah, mm. the one you see the grab driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Correct. So <laughs> if they get accident, they blame us. Mm. Uh, why am I going so fast? Mm. Pretty mm. much is that. So. One of the challenges that I face, right? For example, like when I'm working with a, with a talent, I'll be like, okay, before you learn how to, um, you want to release a good song. You know, have you write anything before? Mm. You know, do you keep notes? Mm. Do you have uh, a plethora of stuff that you, you know, it can, can be anything. It can be poetry, it can be just ranting, it can be just your personal diary. Do you even have that? They say, no, everything's all on TikTok, on Twitter. <laughs> oh. Every time when I'm f- I angry, I go and vent on Twitter. I say, okay, you want to use that? To write your songs, all those things, and they'd be like, okay. But after a while, they'd be like, ah, oh, it doesn't sound good. Mm. Then after that, they get demoralized, they give up. But they fail to realize that all the great artists out there, right, did that ten thousand hours. Yeah. Mm. yeah, there's something that we always talk about the ten thousand hour thing. It actually works. Mm. You know, every time when you want to do something, there's always a lot of filth, a lot of like failures. Failures. Mm. Sooner or later, the water is gonna get cleaner. You know, you're gonna filter out of the dirt. And after you're gonna get the clean water, it takes a while. Are you a motivational speaker? <laughs> I can be. If you I can. transformer. <laughs> <laughs> but so far, like uh, when you're working with all these artists, right? Have you ever thought like, why don't I make my own music? Sometimes. Okay, I I do make my own music, but I'm in that space whereby I feel like I like to be the guy behind the scenes. Mm. Oh. Yeah, okay. I'm the kind of guy whereby. The reason why I don't release my own material yet is because I'm very, very selective mm-hmm. and I procrastinate a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I have this, what was it? What was that thing called that people like perfectionism is also not good? Uh, perfectionism, yes. right? Perfectionism. Yeah. Perfectionism. Yeah. Imposter <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> Imposter syndrome. syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not good for... Yeah. For this. Ah, oh, okay. oh. that's like that. Like that uh, yeah. Okay. yeah, it's like that. Because you work with so many talented people, mm-hmm. yes. you can every day when you do something, you kind of doubt yourself. Mm. Is this good enough? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Then you get embarrassed. You'll be like, ah, I'm too shy to go on TikTok and after that sing in front of people. I'm too shy to go and release my own music. I'm, ah, this is not good enough. I don't want to do it. Mm. So instead, I start doing it for other people and I'll be like, okay, if, other, if I'm doing it for other people, I'm only responsible for the creation of it. I'm not responsible for like having this exposed to people. At the end of the day, mm. it's their song. They're going to take the reaction, not me. I'm just going to be the mm. guy behind the scenes just mm. taking in uh, all the goodness or whatever that, it, uh, that is out there. So like the artists are like the frontliners. Yeah, the frontliners. <laughs> like when you go to a hotel, right? There's always management. There's always the... The reception. Also, yeah. you the cleaner lah. <laughs> I the oh. I the vacuum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> the one that make make the room one. Uh. 
Yeah, yeah. Housekeeping. Uh, yeah, housekeeping. Correct, correct, correct. Okay, Actually, okay. technically, yeah, it, true, true. it's literally like housekeeping yeah. for you. So, so like the audio singers, production. Uh, oh, so the singers are like this customer service lah. Yeah. They the pretty pretty one. They the steward. I pilot. Oh, actually, pilot also quite such a one. Okay, actually, you okay lah, no bad lah, such a one. I'm not saying you are. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> going back to music production, like, uh, you yourself having eight years in your belt, actually, how did this drive for yeah, creating music really came out for you? It, it came about from a random video I watched online of Tiesto being a DJ. Oh, mm. I think it was in 2006, 2007. I'd argue for strings or what. Oh. <laughs> If you guys know about your EDM and stuff, it's pretty much that, that, that classic. Ah, too bad our, our EDM expert not here. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's the thing. He never come. Yeah, yeah. Wish you were here. <laughs> Shout out to that boy who never came. <laughs> He same age as you, bro. 29. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so like how 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 so, do you maintain a drive though? so basically you know like at the end of the day it's passion if you, mm. it's not the money you you have to be realistic in singapore you want to be an artist right you gotta you gotta foresee your future no not gonna be like a straight path because i'm doing something that is a want mm. and it's not a need mm-hmm. we are not necessities we experienced it last two years ago how they actually categorized the art In the yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. we talked about it in one of our episodes. Yeah, one of your yeah. episodes, you mm. emphasize it very, very deep. You guys <laughs> went through everything. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's the truth. Mm. Mm. What we do is actually a luxury. Going to art school and doing art is a luxury. It's not cheap. Yeah, mm. because if you consider all the available opportunities out there, half of the, for example, engineering and business, what they leave straight away to get jobs. Yeah, hospitality, mm. they leave to get jobs because why? It's a necessity. Mm. Mm. You want to be a nurse, you go nursing course, you come out and it's a, it's a high demand job. Mm. You, know? you want to be a graphic designer? You want to be a photographer? Like, yeah, photography, photography is important. Mm, yeah. But how many photographers out there? Yeah. Uh, 10, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, usually 10k, 20k in Singapore, at least. Oh, legit. At least. Yeah. At least. At least. Oh. At least. And, at least yeah. and the best one, how many? Yeah. You know, among the 10,000, 20,000 people who are actually pretty decent at industry level standard, right? How many are good? So that's One, your competition. Two, three, four, <laughs> And you look into, let's say, the market of Singaporeans, right? How many people are getting married? Mm. You know, this is your job opportunities. You're talking about, this is considered in the in the gray area between wants and needs. Yeah. Mm. Because it's a necessity to have photography and videography and all those things. So, yeah. this is pretty much. So, when you are an artist, right, you got to learn. This is something I, I don't know whether you guys experience this in art school or what. When I went to... I'm going to divert a bit. Lah. Okay, okay. So pretty much, I really wanted to go LaSalle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the uh, open house, I go again. I ask my parents again, I'm like, hey, can I do this? And finally, they'll be like, ah, okay, lah, since your sister is also doing art, why not you also do? That was mm. after your two different stints at Nanyang Poly. Yeah? It was, yeah. It was after that. Then they figure out, I'm like, because I, honestly, I was, uh, I was doing okay. Mm. Like the grades was, wasn't bad. I was doing really well. The GPA was decent. Then I'm like, left one more year you know mm-hmm. but mm. I told them if I were to graduate here I should we go NS yeah. you know, there's no chance for me to even retract back and after two years in NS what I'm, do, you, do you really think I want to go back to LaSalle yeah. mm. you know it's a it's a wasted thing so right now when I'm because uh, if I'm not wrong the government offers like a five year grant right for tertiary education mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I can utilize that so this is pretty much what I did I utilized that to go to LaSalle 
I got a, a student grant, which is a Singaporean local grant mm. for citizens and PRs. So instead of paying the full fee, I actually get a subsidy. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't get the full subsidy because I'm not Malay. You know, not from Mendaki. Oh shit! Shut oh, up. but but now now they do that. Now they like do that. Now Lasalle, 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 Lasalle now considered like a public school in a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is good yeah. lah. I think yeah. um every like for example a school that has all the all the facilities at Lasalle right mm. should be government aided. Yeah, I I experienced the same thing as you are. Like I wanted to go Lasalle, my parents were like no. It's not a pub like it's a private school. I, mean, I we don't want to fork out that kind of money because it's expensive, ah. Expensive. Yeah. So like okay, ah, but then right after we came into Nanyang Poly, then <coughs> all of a sudden it's like oh now it's government aided blah blah blah. It's now recognized. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Mendaki yeah. can do yeah. Which is good lah because uh most of the students if you graduate you can actually go to NTU and US and pursue the yeah. same discipline. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can even stick in LaSalle and go through all and the way. Uni. Right? Yeah. yeah, and that uni also be recognized. The credits you can transfer. Over. Yeah. Which is a good thing because yeah. I think some courses they don't allow oh. to waive, yeah. even though it's like similar to what you yeah. thought. So what? So I I had a consideration. So what I can say is that three years in Lasalle, Lasalle is a very competitive school, mm-hmm. just like any art school ever. So when you go in, your intention was like, hey, I want to have fun and make music, blah blah blah. Yeah. Mm. But you know, you go there, you are drilled with a lot of like technical stuff. Then after you got to do a bit of academics as well. You got to mm-hmm. make sure that you don't all these like fundamentals make sure that you understand a bit of math and science as well we did some acoustics we did some some mathematics we learned how to calculate space and all those things so all these additional oh, stuff that wow. we don't foresee we have to learn wow mm. so wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um it's not easy for the f- for the first year right i came in as a student who is not classically trained uh because my exposure to music was very late Mm. When I was young, my parents drilled me to go and study, 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 uh, and, and soccer, and soccer, comedy. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, other than that, it's pretty much focused on study. They do, they want to avoid the the music industry or the arts industry, but they cannot hide it because when they were younger, they are doing that. Uh. Uh, my dad loves to he loves to perform. He loves to go jamming. Mm-hmm. Then he lo- he loves art. He's he's good at drawing and all those things. Then my grandfather is a big fan of film, so he used to hang out. With all the actors and actresses back in the sixties and seventies, wow. back during the Jalan Pandit, Jalan Pandit, yeah, yeah Shaw yeah. Brothers and all. Oh. Yeah, so I got photos of him with Piramli and all those things. Wow, so, so, cool. Yeah, but yeah, that's the thing like Your parents try to hide from you, but at the end of the day, it's in the DNA. You cannot. Yeah. Mm. So sooner or later, I got really excited. I went to the South, did my three years there, and uh, yeah, all I can tell you is that the school didn't teach you anything. Oh, the truth is that um the facilities are there. They are world class, but after leaving Lasalle, we are lost. We don't know what to do. Mm. We don't know where to go. We don't know what our career paths are. We don't know who to meet, etc. etc. We don't know how to make money and all those things. And this is the truth. Is uh, it like after you graduate or like while you are still in Lasalle? It depends because at the end of the day, you if you are still in Lasalle, when you graduate, you think that okay, I have a few months before I go NS. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can just take any part-time jobs just to fill up the gap, yeah. mm-hmm. get some get some pocket money, blah blah. blah. And mm-hmm. in NS, you settle everything. You got two years to think about it, mm-hmm. but you have to start thinking when you're already in your final year. Yeah, that's true. Because you got to think of a realistic, lucrative path for you. Correct. You know, you know, you how long you want to stay your parent? Now they say until thirty-five, right? Yeah, yeah singles can buy. Ah yeah. Man. During my internship, uh, Lesser has this thing whereby when you're interning, you don't get paid. 
They're very weird. They're ah, not really? like other schools. Yeah. Wow. They, the administration doesn't want to do the paperwork. So they prefer that all the students work for like credit. Exposure. <coughs> Exposure. Wait, no, wait, humble, but, but I thought the one <laughs> thing was the the so-called company or label that is hiring you guys, right? Sorry? Like, I, I thought the one paying was the, the, com- the, the, no, the, the company you. that you... Oh, you just work for exposure. So that's why you're going to be smart with your with your selection. So if you really, ah. like, really don't care, most of them, they will throw you to backline. So you work for either Showtech or Ebonex, all these, like, live sound mm. where they need a lot of manpower. Yeah, mm. so so you're just, like, the one, one of the few Calafes. Yeah. Ah. I'm the one of the lucky ones that actually picked the industry that I really wanted to be. I want to be indoors. Mm. I want to be in a comfortable space. Mm. I want to be in a con. I want to work in the studio. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. I don't want to... if. If not studio, theater is fine. Ah, mm. yeah, still yeah. icon. Still icon, <laughs> still, still can manage. If you get angry, you you know, the environment is still very, like, chill. Because mm-hmm. if you were to work in live sound, imagine working in a hot sun 16 hour days. Oof. You wow. know, and you're not getting paid a single cent. Wow. And they will ask you to carry equipment, mm. you know, carry cables, all these things. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah. What exposure? <laughs> Exposure to the sun. Exposure, <laughs> ah, smart. <laughs> so I got to pick my, I, I I made a really smart choice. But then I realized that at the end of the day, you know, when things got real, uh, especially during the contracts phase. So um, they want to continue with me after my, after my graduation. So my internship actually started in December. Then it's a six month. So by May, I think. Mm-hmm. We're pretty much done because you're gonna graduate already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lesa graduates. We pretty much end semester in May and early June. Then we graduate mm-hmm. officially in September or August. We pretty much follow the American standard. So um, once my internship is over, I still came back to the place. They start paying me. So mm-hmm. what happened was um, um, I wanted to because I want I I'm planning for a grad trip. I want to go Europe. I told the guy after my graduation, I'm gonna spend two months traveling with my friends. I need some cash for mm. me to go and spend around. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I I don't want to continue. It's not that I don't, I don't want to work with you. I really wanted to work with you. But I've got to find a part-time job that pays me decent, you know, so I get enough cash for me to travel. Mm. The guy was telling me, you know, no, I don't have to pick part-time job. Work for me, and I'll pay you, let's say, $500 a song. Oh, $500 a song. A song. A beat or like a song. Like, pretty much a song. Ah. Everything. I'm like, at that point of time, I was still nobody. So I'm like, okay, like, it sounds good, but $500 a song. Mm. So I told him, how many songs you plan to do? He said, we plan to do four songs. I'm like, okay, that, that's $2,000. Mm. That is pretty much like, if you work part-time, that is a lot of money. Right? Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Then he said, okay. Then I, I at that time, at that point of time, I, because I told you, art school didn't teach you about the contracts and stuff. Yeah. Right? Mm. I just said, okay. I just put down in my note. Oh, four songs, two thousand. Then uh, I just list down the uh, uh, deliverables what they want, mm. what kind of genre, blah blah blah. Then we start working. Uh. we did it for like two three months. Then uh, when I'm, I told him when I'm about to go travel, I told him okay, I cannot. Uh, my deadline is this. After that, I have to go and pack and get ready to travel. Mm. I will not be free for two months. When I come back, I only got three months before I enlist. Mm. So mm. I need the. This was during the June July period. Mm. Yeah, so I told him, okay, so how about the payment? Like, when can you settle? What payment? Huh? <laughs> huh? I promise this one, not. Then the guy was like telling me, like, um, okay, so basically, right, the artist only choose two songs. Oh. Out, of the, out of the five or six that you did. So I can only pay you for two songs. So it's 1K, ah. So it's 1K. So I told oh, him, shit. I, I, at that point in time, I was very gullible. 
But now, of course, I will explain to him like I don't care how many songs your artist pick. Yeah. You yeah. ask me to do four or five. Yeah. You just pay me for the four or five. Whether they pick or not, that's mm. their problem. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. when you call someone, you really have to pay them. But right? yeah, yeah. There's no such thing as showing portfolio. Portfolio is like you can just show, but you don't have to work on it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, at a point in time, I didn't know, so I couldn't argue with him because there wasn't any contracts. Yeah. Mm. And just, I got to take it. Shit. Yeah, that is like one of the biggest life lessons or something. Okay. Suck it. Just uh. face with it. 1,000, 1,000. Ah, don't care lah. Just uh. take lah. But the, go Europe, I go KL lah. <laughs> <laughs> go Batam. But the, but the, like, yeah, since the artist only choose two songs, right? Then you have the right to take back the other three songs, right? or two or three songs that you produce. Right? But, you see, right, the artist that wanted to take those songs, like I told you, those songs are not what I like. Uh-huh. Those are what the artist wanted. Yeah, okay. So you got four songs, right? Yeah. They only choose two, right? Then go other two, right? Then you take back sell other people. Lah. I didn't think about it. Uh. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't joined NS. Yeah. <laughs> NS <laughs> never, never yeah. teach you about money, important. Yeah. Yeah, so I see, I see. That's, what, that's what happened. Then when I joined NS, um, first year, FNS, I didn't want to do any music because bought uh, NS right? mm. then um, something happened during NS I tore my ACL mm. then I had to underwent surgery then at that period of time I'm like ah, too, too tired ready to do music dah malas mm. really dah malas sangat dah tak nak buat apa-apa then uh, one of my friend came out of the blue randomly asked me like hey Zakiri can you help me record some stuff mm. and I'm like at that point I was still in my crutches <laughs> but Kia, Kia, if you can come to my house <laughs> and come to my room and help me set up the mic, I okay one. <laughs> so he came, then after that, my equipment is already there. So he just let me set up and I recorded him. Then he tell me, hey, uh, actually, I also, it's, a, it's, a, it's an old friend from uh, Tempani Secondary. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So he came, he told uh, me like, Fize. Fize. Mm. Oh, Fize. <laughs> he said that, hey, Zaki, hey, uh, do you want to like start a label? Mm. Oh, this is the the one before control by none, is it? No, no before, before rules. Before, before, mm. before, 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 the before. So you can consider this your first <coughs> ever, uh, label, lah. Your yeah. first rodeo, the very <laughs> first one. I told him, lah. I said that okay. I work for a label. I booked for a label before. I know the ins and outs. Do you know how much it takes to run a label? Mm. You know, are mm. you willing to to do the work? He said, "Hey, don't worry, bro. I I work for because back then he was a steward." Um, he's still a steward now so stewards back then before COVID very lucrative a lot of cash yeah. mm. so he, he he's very passionate he wanted to do it then he didn't know what to do so he approached me I technically consult him then I took 50% like for example we split it half half mm. so I tried to contribute as much as for my end what I can afford and then he also tried to contribute for his end and we created this small label called Sin City Collective mm. and uh, we have one division called Pajam Music which is all like Malay songs we started this in 2019, 2019 around October, November period. Mm. Then um, I told him, okay, um, what do you want to do? He said, I want to do Malay music first. We've never done Malay songs before, let's try it. I said, okay, let's find someone. Lah. Then out of the blue, he just sent me someone's IG. Mm. That guy was doing like a song and I told him, I, I, don't want, I don't want cover, I want a real song. He said, that one is his own song. <laughs> Legit lah, this one is his own song lah. Wow. <laughs> wow, not bad lah. The, 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 the voice. The kid's voice. I'm like, okay, can we meet him? He said, yeah, yeah, I can DM him. Um, after a few conversations, we within like two weeks, we had a meeting. 
Uh, it's a really young kid, like a 16-year-old, 17-year-old kid mm. who sounds like a 30, 40-year-old man. <laughs> so, so, I know who's that. Who's that or? Izan Adlan. Oh, okay, okay, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Very talented kid. Izan He's, Adlan. You go, you go see his TikTok, he do cover all power. Power one. He budak DK, that's why. Budak DK. Very yeah. power. Uh-huh. All his friends all power. Yeah. He the champion, uh, apa? Juara. 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 <laughs> Juara. <laughs> I think so, uh, but yeah, he from RP, right? Yeah. yeah. Wait, how, do you, how do you spell his name again? Isaacsaan. Izan Adlan. Yeah. Okay. Can play one of his songs. Oh, yeah. You uh, can play the one that I make. Uh. Wait, which K- one? Kekasih Hatiku. Eh. The one with the highest streams. Course, uh. Wow. Okay. Okay. Can, can. Let me just play first 10 seconds. Oh, I know. Oh. I, I, I know what I meant by... Uh, okay, ten second ready. He he song he song old. So yeah, yeah. yeah. very mature lah. I yeah. very slight slight raspy. Mm. I got that texture. Got character right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds nice. Like, who wrote the songs? He said, "I did it." Wow, you oh, did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, I I said that oh my god you are so talented. He said um who who helped you write? He said oh I always got a friend also who helped me write songs. Then I said, how old were you when you write this? He said, when I was 15, 16, I broke oh. up with a girl. Right then I always write, oh, wow. It sounds like Taylor Swift. <laughs> Very Taylor Swift. <laughs> I said, you know, this okay, I said, I said, okay, one, I have, um, I got recording equipment. Mm. You know, and then um, I, I, I'm in a house, so it's not so strict, not so professional. Mm. Why don't you come down and we just try it out? Mm. See what you want to do. Then he comes around, he, got, he gets comfortable. Then um, after a few weeks, we had a few rough ideas here and there. Mm. We start making more music and we start getting serious and we got a lot of good demos and stuff. Mm. That's where I start to discuss with Fafis. I say, if you want to sign him, you want him to be the first. Okay, Artist. so yeah, this one, I'm uh, I'm curious, like when you say sign, how do you actually sign an artist to your label? This is yeah, this is one of the mistakes. So let me uh, elaborate for oh, okay, So okay. basically, the idea is that we want to take him in and, and, techni- and talent groom him. Mm-hmm. in ways whereby if he's really good at certain areas we try to help him in other areas for example like the business side of things mm-hmm. the marketing side of things mm-hmm. doing the music videos having the studio sessions with professionals and all those things mm-hmm. and he will just do all the creative stuff like he will come up with the songs I will help produce I will also help co-write with Hafiz as well we try to work together blah 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 and we try to get musicians involved Oh, so, so you guys did the back end stuff yeah all the back end stuff mm. all the boring stuff that nobody wants to do the paperwork <laughs> yeah paperwork and all those things so the idea was initially um, we wanted to do the discussion was we wanted to do a two year contract mm. uh, okay. with one album and one EP oh okay with at least like a few singles uh, uh-huh. right so I told, I told him why don't you sign for longer I said all these kids right you don't sign for long because they, you never know what they are that they could be excited today. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Then tomorrow they're like, ah, malas. Mm. Yeah, that's true. So don't put in all this much effort until you see that they are willing to sacrifice that time. Mm. It takes a while. And it, it happened. So I I told him, let's not go crazy. Let's just make the music first. Mm. Okay, so we can talk contracts when we start making the first song. We want to release, then we can sign. Mm-hmm. So this is what we did. We have an idea. I, I told him, okay, these songs need some polishing. I need some quality musicians. So I was looking around studios in Singapore. One of the studios was uh, the Shake and Bake Studios is in uh, Woodlands. It's one of the best studios. So I wanted a good studio to record drums. I need to find local musicians. Mm-hmm. And I had no contacts or people actually doing Malay music. 
Mm. You cannot call any because at the end of the day, Malay music is very like all feel, feel, passion, passion one. Yeah. yeah. You can't really explain. You can write the notes or yeah. you can write the music sheets and all that, but at the end of the day, it's by feel. Yeah, that's true. So I tried to look around for local musicians who kind of understand Malay music, not many. Mm. Then the studios are super expensive in Singapore. So How much? It's $100. The one that I'm willing to book, minimum two hours, $100 an hour. Then uh, I wanted to do a, a block session, which is a uh, block session normally in studio industry is called like a full day, mm. which is wow. nine, 8 to 10 hours. Wow. Mm. So that's like 800 yeah. 1k per day. Hmm. $800 per oh. day. I'm willing to spend that much. I said that okay, I want to finish up the songs. I want to record drums for the two or three songs and record bass. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind booking a studio. Mm-hmm. Ah. Does, that, does that include the musicians themselves? No. This is a studio. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's like, oh, very expensive already, right? Damn. But the kid doesn't know. So the kid was just excited, excited. Oh. Then I told, I told my friend, say, it's going to be very expensive. Then I told him, what kind of music are we doing here? Really? You go Malaysia. <laughs> what he he suggested to go Malaysia? Aye. Oh, yeah. like we're doing Malay songs, right? Uh. Why not we go Malaysia? Then I'm like he said, oh, we can do that. I said, yeah, of course we can do that. What? Yeah, that's true actually. And there's no limits, ah. It was the best decision I made. So um, within the month, I told my friend that okay, we're going to Malaysia in February. This was mm. before COVID, uh. Uh. Exactly before the lockdown yeah. and all those crazy things happened. So in February, I told him we want to go Malaysia. Um, okay, we want to spend like maybe four days there, mm. like Friday, Thursday, Friday, then we go back Monday, something like that. Mm. So we got the weekend, then uh, one day we will go to the studio, we will spend the whole day, 12 hours. Mm. Then I asked around, the studio was a thousand, no, 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 it's a thousand ringgit. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> From Big $800 yeah. to a thousand ringgit. Big difference, yeah. And the studio, right, is, I, I check around, it's one of the best studios in Malaysia. Wow. Is a uh, shout out the studio is Kamar Sini. They're very good hospitality. Very um, a lot of great musicians record there. When I was there, um, that's one thing about Malaysia is that when you are in the studio, right, you cannot get shell shocked when suddenly like Hazama walks in, or let's say Mazdo. Oh wow! Oh yeah. So Ag Coco, the guy who is in charge of that studio, mm. he just masuk keluar like that. It's like a f- everyday occurrence, ah. Everyday. Yeah. Because he's the studio owner. Then he just then my the funny thing is that I very ignorant, but I don't listen to Malay songs a lot back then. Uh. Before NS, once NS, I convert to Malay music. Because <laughs> all the mats all uh, the part of you. We are Malay. The jiwang all come out. All yeah. come out. Everything. <laughs> so back then I wasn't so aware. Then I didn't know who. <laughs> I just like who oh, this guy famous or he must do. I said who. Actually, do they like <coughs> see like people if they never get starstruck or? Like, hey, this guy, I don't know who you see then. No, they like it more. Because they can talk to you like a normal like, human. Like, personally. They will mm. bring you up for coffee and everything. If you, Because they, they are, at the end of the day, they are people as well. And they are yeah. very humble. Musicians in KL, in musicians in Malaysia in general, right? The more big, the bigger you are, the more humble you get. Uh, I saw the recent one, like, Anwar Zain, uh, makan kat tepi jalan, like, kedai mamak, like, kan, West Lipa, Asadi. <laughs> yeah, it's damn lipat, bro. Like wow. that, you think about it, he shows every time people go him like 20k ringgit or whatever, and he's eating at Mama, where I, sleeper. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it goes to show like if you can like switch non professional and professional yeah. stuff. Mm. Like that's the most humane you thing. You have to. Yeah. So people need to know at the end of the day, like, it's okay to be starstruck for mm. the first 5 10 minutes. Yeah. Then after you get your pictures, you get your selfies, you get your autographs. After that, when it comes to go to work, you gotta treat them like equals. Yeah, you have to realize that humans also. <coughs> 
Because yeah. yeah. mm. they, if you you are good, they treat you with utmost respect. Mm-hmm. And they're very respectful. So I went there, I was afraid. I was like, hey, do you think it's good enough? So I played the songs. I played mm. the demos. The musicians over there were like, oh, sure, I need some dogs. I need the rasas. I'm like, okay, I said, uh, Sting what? Sting Yahoo! Always So, Abang, sedap. Apa yang dia rasa eh? <laughs> Dia rasa steam Steam lah <laughs> Okay takpe Abang cuba Abang cuba Masuk dalam So basically I was like I didn't tell him anything I just said Do you feel What do you want to do mm. Like I Do you You feel it You feel man You feel it mm. He's like yeah, Abang yeah, ada rasa syahdu tak <laughs> They just rasa lah like, Okay aku ketau ketau Kau nak Okay aku ketau ketau Takpe abang dah Abang tak apa nak <laughs> Kali aku cakap Okay okay Masuk Dia masuk booth So they 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 said okay let me abang cuba tiga tiga try lah like, aku cuba like maybe three ideas mm-hmm. the first idea they main aku terus ambil oh wow, oh, wow. then I'll play the song for you what they, what we did in KL mm. that is the craziest experience I ever had because when I was working in Singapore it's a lot of talking 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 yeah. talking mm. it's so limited uh, then not much recording or yeah. creating yeah. they're like they were still discuss, uh, discussing they were still discussing uh. about what chords they want to write. Mm. <laughs> Instead of playing it. Yeah, 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 that's true. Sounds like our teaser. It was like a, it's a new environment for me. It was like, the guy was just like, okay, uh, I'm going to try. He's just like, okay, say try. Okay, say try. Okay, suka. Tak suka, tak apa. Kita try lagi satu. So it's just like by feel, you know. Mm. Their conversation was all about, they, 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 they talk through music. Mm. Yeah. It's not, once in a while, they'll be like, okay, key change. You want to try key change? Nak try kitchen is like tukar kita naikkan key kita lajukan sikit that's all other it be like oh boleh boleh kita boleh yeah, try they're doing it on the spot lah then on the spot you take out his guitar like I, I think that's like one of the biggest difference of why their industry is so successful because they really do it like they want people to really feel and listen to the song and like capture their emotions and all that I think also come sorry what over here is like very business minded yeah yeah Singapore is always a fast-paced kind. Like yeah. Everyone is challenging each other. But for Malaysia, it's all towards feeling, like mm. what you feeling. mentioned. Feeling but feeling. the way you mentioned it's also because I think comes with experience also. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are, to them, right, this is just another day for them. They mm. have been doing, they have been, they've been session musicians for so long. Yeah. They've been performing for TV for so long. They are like, yeah. they are TV bands. They just they do it. Uh, so no talk, just no do talk. the shit. They're like, like, I heard this a thousand yeah. times. I know what you want. I'm like trying to reference that. Like, maybe like you imagine you're in like a science lab um, it's like the Singapore side there, there's two sides Singapore side and then the Malaysia side I'm not saying like uh, I, either one is better or like better worse, or worse uh. Uh. it's just that the Singapore side from, from what you mentioned like the Singapore side is like um, they're all thinking about the theory the hypothesis or mm. but then the Malaysia side is like they're starting with the test tube and then they're they, they testing already. just experiment anything explode explode lah, then just continue <laughs> go <laughs> yeah. it's really goja oh, so I was like okay how long do we have we got 10 hours uh, because the night before I rented an apartment Mm. Five minutes, uh, five minutes drive away from the studio because wow. I know we Malay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna be late. <laughs> so I told, I told. Okay, this is one of the things I said. The generation gap between like children and people like me. I'm young, mm. but I experience how important time and you know all mm-hmm. these factors are in when you're working. How to be professional. Dulu zaman I. Dulu tebaci baci. <laughs> so so basically what happened the night before yeah. the apartment is only 5-10 minutes drive away from the studio mm. I told the artist okay you and Fize you know have a good night's sleep you know rest because tomorrow is going to be a long day you got to rest your voice you got to give your 110% you know uh, it's, it's not cheap yeah. mm. I told him you know the night before we did a few rehearsals 
we were like rewriting certain songs. We call on his uncle, who's very kind to help us. The uncle is pretty much the guy who allies all these artists for us. Oh wow! Did that contact? So the macam he said that you know, apa um, artist korang nak penyanyi atau any musicians, I give you the rate. Kalau korang nak, you just go. So the good thing about Malaysians is that this is an industry secret. Uh, secret Malaysia, they don't stand it. They don't touch spoil market. So mm. if you want the best musician, it's fine that ring get a song. That is for oh. like one whatever instrument that you want lah. Mm. Best. Then if you want like slightly middle tier, like a bit amateur, professional, but not the like super legendary. Status. No, not the Polish. No, one legendary. Like for example, ah, like legacy players. Ah, you want the kids, the younger generation one. It's between like three hundred to four hundred ringgit. Then the baru uh, the new kids like baru baru masuk semua about hundred fifty ringgit two hundred ringgit mm. so and it's standard so nobody charges more or less. Oh, yeah. I see. So That's that means like ni uh like in a way ikut pangkat like jaga price f- uh, follow the rank of yeah. the person. They will give you like the rate right, but no one will exceed above five hundred ringgit. That's much. a standard. Ah. This is standard for musicians, sessionist players. Wow. Okay. And uh, for a song in Malaysia, standard if you want to create a song in Malaysia. You want a single? Any studio will charge you a standard fee of three thousand ringgit for one single. That includes studio sessions, sessioneers, songwriting help, and all those things. Three thousand ringgit. It's very cheap. If you want to do Malay songs, oh my god, the market over there is so big, you know. That's why mm. I, I I never never think twice when I want to go Malaysia. Only welfare and like logistics and yeah, like, yeah all these other factors are. That's why now a bit hard lah. Now oh, very hard. Mm. But so, yeah, later open ready. So who knows? Pretty much like talking about the you know the kids right the attitude change right. Mm-hmm. So I told him no tomorrow. Give me your A game. I had an early night. Early night, I like ten o'clock ready or eleven o'clock. I said you know tomorrow we have to get ready by ten o'clock. We have to be in the studio by eleven. If we are late, they will still charge us. Yeah. You know they don't like oh you are late never mind. Mm. No such thing. You are late, they still charge you. So let's try to be early. I went to bed. Then at four a.m. or what? I woke up. I'm like why are they still awake? So they were, but I realized that the kid and my other friend. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So and after that, um, they were watching uh, Practical Jokers. Uh. Oh, okay. Practical Jokers. In practical Jokers. <laughs> they watch from like one a.m. all the way until six a.m. They watch every episode. What? I don't know what's wrong. So then suddenly they just decided that they. Then I realized that at five a.m. or what they baru nak tidur. What the? So heck? when I woke up early, right, I was like trying to pack all the equipment, trying to mm. see what I need to bring to the studio, right. I look at both of them; they just started to sleep. What the heck? Then I, I could joke on my singer. Then like, you, you sing lah. Yeah, I say, I say, you all don't come. I, I record myself. <laughs> mm. I told my singer, "Hey, what time nak bangun? You know, we're gonna be late, no?" She, okay, aku mandi cepat, aku mandi cepat. Then thank God he woke up. Then after that, he he woke up like one hour before our deadline. Like our we supposed to, what time we supposed to arrive in the studio? Mm. He shower, blah blah blah. Then I told him, okay, before we go to the studio, you want to do some warm ups, no bro? Mm. So because early in the morning, you know your voice is you just woke up, you're very tired. You only yeah. had three hours, four hours sleep. Mm. You do warm ups, and I said, tak boleh bro, aku nak simpan suara lah. Nanti bila aku record, bro. Nah, don't so. He said that, and I told him, hey, listen to me. I work in the studio before. You warm up first. Mm. So in the studio, you can give your best. So you you don't you don't you don't have vocal cracks. You know you don't sound raspy. You have a clear throat. You know, and you know you want to go through your lyrics with me, so you don't forget when you record because you're recording a prime strangers. Mm. You don't want to look at you like this unprofessional. Yeah, what yeah. the hell are you doing? 
He's like, never mind, bro. Never mind, bro. Then oh. I told him, okay. Uh, dress like. Be comfortable as possible. Wear t-shirts, wear shorts. I don't care. Be comfortable because you're in a close environment. Nobody cares. Yeah. You want to be as comfortable as possible. You know where he, he came in and uh, came in with what outfit? He wears suit, bro. It's your love. He wear full-on suit, oh, turtleneck, oh. everything with the blazers and everything. Really? I told him, why you wear this? What's up? I'm talking about videos with Lisa and they pakai yang kat YouTube kan. You know, cantik sahabat judi. So, aku fikir macam, aku kena pakai cantik. For what? <laughs> this is recording, right? I told him, I said, why, why you? Video, right? I said, I want you to wear t-shirt. I said, I want you to wear t-shirt. I said, okay, bro. I'm comfortable. I said, okay. We went to the studio. Everyone's like, okay. Ah, Everyone wears shorts. Everyone wears t-shirts like they never wash one. Serious. The no brand, whatever, like what time lepak, they show, yeah. just lepak, pakai slipper, pasar. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, then they was like, they was like super short. Then he's the only guy that came in with suit. Oh, <laughs> shit. Paisi lah. Paisi gila. He came in with suit, then he wear, he wear chain, then his hair is all styled up, oh, then he shit. like walking like. Then yeah. like that, he cannot even uh. sing, bro. <laughs> then he walked inside the booth, I told him, yeah, can you sing? Well, nervous. Member claim. Nervous, uh, nervous, cannot sing, and after that, because of the clothes and everything heavy, right? Mm. Yeah, lah, stiff, uh. So, like, he yeah. don't have a proper posture for uh. to, to what he sing or that? What? So, sing, the whole sing. day, uh. we, initially, we thought that, you know, because we, I never anticipate the musicians to work that fast. Mm. Uh. So, we had a lot of time for him to do vocals. We are in a great environment, mm. very expensive equipment. I was thinking, why not we utilize? Yeah. We really paid for it, right? Yes. Correct. None of the vocal takes I take. Oh shit! It was, was that bad. Was that bad? Like oh. he off pitch all that. Like you can tell from his voice, it's like. Oh. Oh. Every time he sings, right, he kept looking at the oh, control room, oh. so oh, you shit. can hear the the Lari, face. Yeah. Ah, Larry. Oh. I told him. Then after that, the, the engineer was so nice, and he was like, "Don't worry." Okay, oh, never mind. It's okay. Then after that, she take a curtain. She closed the the, the control room. room. <laughs> Just so, so he, he won't, did, feel, he won't yeah. be distracted. Yeah. 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 Then after that, he cannot sing on time also. Then my friend went inside to become conductor. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that sucks, was so man. bad. It was so bad. I told him, you know how to sing in harmony? I never practiced. Uh. <gasps> yeah, this is Damn. kind of one of the things that I experienced uh, from kids uh, compared mm. to... Because before I came to the studio, I already had all my lyric sheets. Ah, okay. All I printed already. I already had the music um, all stem out. I already had all the instrumentals and all the everything all prepared. Even the rough ideas of the songs, everything is all written. Mm. How do you how do you do the sheets? Do you use MuseCore? <laughs> Sorry? Muse, uh, you know about MuseCore. Like you can put in instruments then uh, put them on the score sheet and using uh, keyboards and all that. I cannot read music. Well, no, I can I, I, <laughs> This one, to be honest, I don't even know how to do score sheet but MuseCore really helps. Uh. Really? Uh? Yeah. Can put in all the instruments that you want. But after that, they will turn into music sheets, is it? Mm, you, can, you can convert to WAV, MP3 or MIDI, MIDI files. Ah. It's quite useful. You can check it out. What I did was, um, I used Logic oh, okay. uh, as my that. DAW. Mm. Then um, I just, uh, all the demos that I did in my house in Tampines. Oh, presets ah. Uh, no, the stems. Oh, so okay. I pre-recorded, whatever I recorded already, for example, the strings I, read, I, re- I got it from someone in Europe, in huh. Romania or something. Yeah. Because it's cheaper to get string players over there. <laughs> so Okay. Wow. I did Romania. the I did the like Hans Zimmer like that, right? I did all the pre production stuff with my my stock songs. I got a lot of like really good um samples from uh, Contact and whatever. Then we create all the string patches. We make it sound like very movie like. 
Then if you want real instruments, you just send this. You send it to them. They will score it for you, and they will give you snippets of like their four piece, sixteen piece, whatever. Oh. And it's very affordable. It's only a few hundred dollars. It's nothing. It's cheaper mm. than you pay in Singapore. It's a few thousand dollars, uh, or even in America, what? Right? <laughs> uh, very cheap. So, I did that. I sent it to them. Then uh, I want from there. The intention was drums. I want to use the space to record drums. Drummer came, did two takes. Didn't even use tempo. Play on beat. Wow. Them kilat one. Then uh, <laughs> guitar also kilat. Then uh, bass player also kilat. Then the flute player, uh, the guy who did the rolling. The flute is a traditional Malay flute. Uh, you rarely get it in Chinese music or in Western music. They use the wooden flute. Mm. When you hear all those traditional Malay songs like Zapin, like yeah. all those like yeah, or wooden, or the wooden flute, or yeah, the, the wooden flute. Only of you two. What the fuck? Did you get? I lost my voice again. <laughs> Then yeah, it was like very crazy. You know, in twelve hours, I get to have a new experience of how music works within twelve hours. Because you think about it, right? We always Singaporeans like. This is um, maybe a go topic, but we always complain about why we are not, why our our industry is small. Mm, you know the yeah. exposure that we get is insufficient. But if you just go across the border, mm. you can tell how good they are compared to us. Yeah. Just because you know they are normal people, you know, mm. they are not. They are still better musicians than them. But if you're already you starstruck and impressed with how they work, and you want to compare with what we have, mm. you look. No offense, you look at Project Lagu. Yeah. Ah mm. uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Right. Some of them are good. Most of them are nonsense. And they are my friends, so I don't mind. Oh. They know. Okay. I told them, how do you want to compete with Malaysians? Where you look at AJL, you look at how how good AJL is. How many good songs every year? The they are in the, the best of the best singers perform there. And you want to you want to comp- you want to you want to complain why Malaysia not taking any Singapore songs? Yeah. Mm. You know why why they they don't like us? Is it is it racist or is it politics? No, they they care. Of course they care about their own. But mm. if you are really good, they will take you. Yeah. Mm. You know they are not that selfish. At the end of the day, it's art. If they yeah. really really think that oh this guy is really good, like Hadi Mirza, they take him. Mm. They take him. Yeah, they make him true. popular over there because he's so good. They cannot deny it. Yeah. yeah. Right. They appreciate talent. Yeah. So. There's no such thing as um oh uh, is it because uh, racism no no it's because you are not good enough. Mm. What you think is good here is actually to them underground music over there or like mm. says someone who is not there yet. Like a casual musician and like a hobby mm. say, or a busker. Mm. Even the buskers are professional musicians compared to us. Kalif busker. Look, Kalif buskers. You know they became professional artists from busking. Yeah. I think it's also yeah. has, it has to do with like their. How to say ah, uh, like their their residents over there, uh, like they know how to really like support mm-hmm. their local talents and everything. Like whereas for us, like I mean, in a way, also it's kind of like we don't know, like where to find these local talents ah, uh, which is I guess where your control control by none, like platform comes in ah. Uh, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's pretty much that lah. Uh. Yeah, the whole idea of control by none, right? Mm. Initially started from when I was in NS. Mm-hmm. So um. Covid happened, okay. That period of time, but I just came back from KL. I did the songs. Then in during March, what Covid happened, we couldn't travel. I had to cancel all my travel plans. Mm. Then we all just sat in the office doing nothing because no shoots, no nothing. 
So randomly, my friend also was doing. Uh, his name is Bolhan. Jumadi, he call him Bob. He has a company. Oh, he big size, right? No, he very skinny. He's like Hakim. Wow. Oh, but you call him Bob. <laughs> doesn't make sense. Doesn't, doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> he's stealing the spot, no, I also was wondering why you call him Bob. But apparently, he's like Bolhan, very Malay. Okay. <laughs> then why never call him Han? Han Solo, che, no lah. <laughs> Okay, sambung sambung. So, okay, okay. Uh, Bob, 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 yeah. Bob. Mm. Bob. So what happened was, uh, Bob found out that I was doing all this music stuff. He mm. he's always uh, interested. Um, prior to working with me, mm-hmm. he um he was doing um, project mapping for this company called Ionix Lab. So the he does work. He works for this um like art box. Mm. Ah. And you see those like project mapping stuff. Like yeah. recently, you see Chingy did it all that yeah. in the art museum and all those things. Yeah. So Ooh. he he has this technology whereby he use projector. Then after that, you can actually control it through a program to project map mm. and pretty much create like an AR kind of thing. Oh mm. shit, that's cool. Cool, right? Yes, yeah. So I told him like he was asking me like, hey, can we try to do this for music? And mm. we both always watch like colors. We always we both always watch NPR music. Shout out colors. Mm. NPR music. Vivo, Live, and all this, yeah. like, yeah, and heck, yeah. all this, like, all these YouTube uh, live music mm. platforms and all that, and we're like, mm. why Singapore don't have? Mm. And we're like, Singapore have what? Ben Wagon. I click Ben Wagon. Nonsense, yeah. <laughs> like, no efforts are there. Either, right? <laughs> I was like, what is this? Then I was thinking, like, hey, I asked him, you both had the same idea. Like, hey, you, you want to try it, right? Mm. Uh, we, we, was, we were having, like, brainstorming sessions. We were like, why not we use the backdrop? Mm-hmm. As an artistic piece, but we keep the concept straightforward, very minimalist. Mm. Mm. You know, we keep it a one mic thing or like two mic thing, no bands, just individuals. Um, can be recorded instrumentals, or you can either play one or two instruments and keep it very light. Then we keep it very artsy. There's an art direction to it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we did a mock up uh, whereby we just came down. Um, then that is where. I started introducing my team. Like, I said, you know, I'm doing music with this guy, Coffee Zay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, um, then he said, he was taken aback, like, who is this Fize guy? And like, oh, Fize is actually the guy who did the label with me. Mm-hmm. So any music ventures, I always told him, you know, I will bring him on board. Mm-hmm. Because there might come a time where you have to discuss business. And yeah. he is mm-hmm. more, un- like, he knows the business more. Like, he knows how to explain business more than me. Mm-hmm. And the creative guy at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very, true. Very stupid. <laughs> so, I <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was uh, we did one mock up whereby we had this girl called Lydia. 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 Lydia Pig. Huh? Huh? <laughs> very talented uh, singer, but she does covers only. Oh. Very, very, very technical singer. We just uh, it's one of Bob's friends, so he just called her to come down and uh, we just I just set up a mic. Mm-hmm. We put like a simple backdrop, then we recorded her doing like um Ella Henderson song, one of a one of a one. Of, I think Ghost. I forgot what song it is. Okay. Mm. Then um, I told her, hey, "This is very cool, but I cannot pitch this to like a lot of artists because it's it's a cover, uh. Uh, and it's very slow. Mm. It's like, so it's like people look at this like a bit boring. Mm. Then that day, Fizi was there. He already had some songs he recorded with me, some mm. rap songs. I said, "Okay, do you have any visuals that is striking in blue?" I want mm. something bright. I don't care what warm colors or cool colors. Something that is like literally show you LSD. Mm. <laughs> but I want it bright. Then after that, um, I want the video to be like edited in a way that is very fast paced. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, then we use his song as reference. Then we shoot it. And kebetulan that week, I had to go to this place called Zender, which is a, a very popular studio in Singapore. Mm-hmm. And also a popular label whereby a lot of like, local artists work with them before. Mm. I had to go there through because I was attending a workshop, something to do with songwriting, a mm. music workshop. Mm. I and it was the last last week or last few sessions. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like hanging out and artists will come in and out, like professional artists will come in and out and hang out with us doing some masterclass in there. Mm-hmm. So what happened was um we had a like after the session we had like, like a smoke break or whatever. Mm. Then we we're just chilling outside. Then I'm like, hey, uh, he just asked me, so what are you doing now? Uh, you're still in NS, right? I said, yeah. So what are you doing? Uh, I'm actually doing this side project thing right, for fun, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Call room session. Uh, I said, what is it? And then I just showed him the video. Like, oh my God, this is so cool. Mm. Then I start introducing them. I start showing everyone. Everyone like, can you send me the video? Can you send me the video? <laughs> send send me. Mm. I want to see. Then I told my friend, okay, uh, a lot of people are interested. Uh, do you want to start? So we find one day, this was before the lockdown. It was in uh, late March, early April thing. Mm-hmm. So we had an, we, we find one weekend whereby we, he was like telling me, okay, uh, lockdown's going to happen. I don't know when. I have a feeling. Why not we just get as many friends as possible? So he don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. come to me like, do you know anyone? Then I straight away call a few guys. I called the first few guys was I called Yao. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know who Yao Yes. Was? Called Yao. I called Zalilo. Nice. I called um, Tangy, Tangy Boy. Tangy Boy. Very talented. All these very, very cute. And then one of my friends also called Daniel Sid as well. Did a lot of great songs. And then um, I think it was a few guys. A few guys. I think it was four to six people. And we nice. shoot them between two weekends. Oh, okay. So, the so whole you really maximize the time. Pack Abyss. Pack Abyss, bro. 12 uh-huh. hours. Oh. Damn. From morning to night, we Front just shoot, breaks, shoot, yeah, shoot, 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 shoot non-stop. Then uh we 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 just use that as a buffer period mm, because yeah, I never yeah. I don't I want I want to anticipate I didn't know how yeah. crazy this thing gonna get yeah. just anticipate so we had all this content some mm. of the artists they did two three songs just in mm. case mm-hmm. so we can we can buffer the the content so we did that then uh, lockdown happened oh. you know? so we had all these videos I told him you know what you what's your plan. I told him, um, he, he didn't have any idea. He said, you know, who's, which artist you think has the most impact? I told him, Yao. Yeah. Yao has a lot of great, poppy, catchy songs. Mm. People love his music. And everyone is like a very generalized kind of like genre. People love that kind of vibe that yeah. he brings. The lyrics are not that heavy. Mm-hmm. Just released. And then, um, we released it on, I think it was Good Friday or something. Oh. First mm. it was 10 April or something. That was our, our debut. Mm-hmm. And it did really well. Debut for your room session. Room session. Nice. It did really well. Then uh, we were excited. Then we had a two month buffer period during the lockdown. That is yeah. where we slowly like keep uploading like, videos. Yeah, edit and everything. Uh. At that period of time also, after like after two months, people start contacting us. Oh, nice. Oh. Mm. That's a good thing. Then um, one guy or what who used to work for Scape, I won't mention his name because okay. I don't like him. <laughs> beef, beef. <laughs> no, every, everyone hates him. Okay. Yeah, like he, he's out of the industry already. Okay. So this guy, um, he contacted us through to me, uh, my friend Bob. So Bob is the guy who's in charge of the business. Mm. I'm more in charge of like the talent management stuff, huh? and also yeah, creative and also talent raising. Like I know, mm. I'm very fortunate to meet know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I get it's easier for me to contact them on my behalf. Mm. So he he met this guy called whoever this guy is. Um, this guy was like really interested. He was like, "Hey, um, I I met Skip. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you guys are willing to collaborate, blah blah blah, we can utilize my space. It's big, and after you can do all these things. But I need more from you guys so I can prove to the team, mm-hmm. like you know, to 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 be a partner, blah blah blah. Yeah. So what happened was in June we had a meeting. My friend Bob said said to me like, okay, we need to push. We need to be quick. You know, until the competition will start coming in, blah blah blah. Yep. So I push, push, push. Yeah. Then I told him, okay, what, what, what do you want? We want a lot of content. Mm. So we pretty much we became like a PewDiePie channel. <laughs> One weekend we will shoot like four to six talents every week. Then every week we will tally three videos a week. Oh damn! That's Can you imagine like yeah. you're in NS. Then mm. you have to do all these things. Yeah, man. And oh. and the the person who edit all this is you. No. Uh, we have a friend that is editing the video. And also Bob is also editing. Bob does the video stuff. Okay. I do the audio and and like also the the visuals are the visuals and stuff. And also the talents I get to pick. But how much are you guys getting paid? Oh, it's nothing. Ah, you get to pick nothing. This one is just really just for industry awareness. Ah, in a way. In a way, it's like we're just trying out. You see whether how how it works. Then we so we try to venture out into getting sponsors and whatever. So do you get mm. the skip guy? This you is what I plan. So basically, after. Two months of constant releasing, every two three weeks, you know, we release like three videos a week. So total, we release about like close to like thirty forty videos already mm. within wow. a period of time. It's a lot of videos, ah. Eh? The guy suddenly, he, the guy didn't go, didn't get back to Bob for for a few weeks. Mm. Then wow. Bob was also wow. a bit like, like what was going on? Then uh, I was his friend, so I found out on Facebook that he recently got sacked from Skip. Oh shit! To <laughs> some illicit businesses, like a lot of malpractices of not paying talents on time. Oh. Then uh, I don't know whether embezzlement, all these things I don't know. But mm. it's all like a lot of insider stuff that mm. he cannot manage anymore. So he decided to leave. You so know, what about you guys? What happened? Yeah, to you? I told him. I said, "Bob, this guy already left Skip. So what are you gonna do?" And Bob was like, "Oh my god, I didn't know." And then he tried to contact the guy. The guy didn't get back. So, so it's, it's just like, a lost cause. Lost huh? cause. Then. I told you never mind. I will try. I try to get more context for you. Damn. Was, was that where the control Binance started? Not yeah. yet. Wow. Oh, not yet. Uh. It was. It was still twenty So I told him, okay, I'll try to get context for you, but you you do the business for me. I will get the initiation, but after that, when it comes to like negotiation of like presentation all those things, I want you to do the business because I, I don't know what you want. I mm. don't know what's best. You you did a production company before. You know mm. what's what's feasible. So I introduced him to do to this company called Triple Two Arts Club. Um, no worry, all this information is no longer disclosed because it didn't happen. Okay. 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 So okay, I don't mind. So what happened was he introduced to Triple Two Arts Club. It's a venue rental space. It's near Nafa, and uh, they pretty much uh, they function like Aliwa. Okay. Oh, so okay. it's a gallery and as well as an arts event whereby they have certain venues and spaces and also they got backline. Mm. Where they can tell you towards local artists or whatever you want to run the space. So we, I talked to him. I said that okay, I'm doing this control by none thing. Are you interested? Mm. Like, are you excited? Blah blah. blah. Then uh, he responded by, hey, I'm really excited. You know, this is really cool. My creative guy really loves this. Can we have a Zoom meeting? Mm. So during that Zoom meeting, I had a conversation. I explained to him he liked whatever. Because I'm very passionate when it comes to like art stuff, I can explain for hours. So mm. like, so me and the creative guy were like chatting along. Mm. Suddenly the business guy intervened. We're like, so how are you guys making money out of this? Mm. Then uh, my friends like, uh, uh, um, currently we are non-profit. 
So he literally he pretty much cornered us. He said that are you guys really registered as non-profit or oh. are you not making money? Are mm. you not profitable? That's the difference. Mm. Then I he he didn't say anything. He just said, oh, at the moment you're not making any money. Mm-hmm. The truth behind the story is that he didn't want to register the business yet mm-hmm. because we understand that he's still in NS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, NS, you want to go DB for the rest of your life? Yeah. <laughs> moonlighting. Moonlighting, uh, you cannot. Yeah. So, there's a reason why we are not registered. So, we cannot be non-profit organization. Mm-hmm. You know? mm. We cannot balance our checks. At the same time, also, we are not making money because we didn't find a business avenue yet for this. Mm-hmm. There's still Because... I told you like previously we had so much videos we had to do. Mm-hmm. There's no time to sit down and really trying to understand the situation and trying to figure yeah. out how to make money step by step. We didn't have time. So at that point of time when we had to have a discussion, everyone was like blue, 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 blue. Mm-hmm. So I told him, okay, why not we cut off a bit of our monthly spending for this? We get sponsors. I told him, okay, I can get you Sennheiser contact. Mm-hmm. So if I give you Sennheiser contact, you talk business with him, then you tell him what we need. Then we try to make a deal. Mm-hmm. So Sennheiser got back to us. It's really good. A few weeks. He's like, the more we talk to them, the more they're interested. Mm-hmm. They give us and uh, Bob told me, hey Zaki, pick any, pick any item you want from the list. Wow. So I so said, go to the website, pick anything you want. Mm-hmm. You want to uh, pick the best. Yeah. I told him, uh, equipment sometimes is not the best. It's about what's necessary for the environment. Mm-hmm. I can pick the best microphone, but if you are recording in a square box, no, uh, it doesn't work. Uh. doesn't work. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I said get something that is suited for what we are doing. Yeah. Yeah. I said, no, nah, get the prettiest, right? Because we are using their name in our uh-huh. in our platform. We must get everything good. Because uh, I don't want I don't want to have their names. Yeah. Sorry, uh, the mic. Are you calling now? Hello? Okay, okay. Okay, okay. We don't have their names. Um, Why this must happen? The mic falling down. Uh, so <laughs> the mic like slowly go down. <laughs> yeah, I keep going down. <laughs> Alright, right. So we had to we had to figure out. Um, I told him, okay, what do you need? He said, I pick the best stuff. Mm-hmm. So Sennheiser actually, uh, the sister company is Neumann. Neumann is the best, one of the best uh, audio company in the world. Most, most expensive is like super luxury. Oh, like, and and you. Yeah, Okay. Very expensive stuff. So he told me pick all the Neumann stuff. <coughs> I oh. said, but this is sponsored by Sennheiser. Mm. Of course, majority of the equipment has the Sennheiser logo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? I told him, pick the things that we need. You don't have to pick the most expensive stuff. You can pick the nicest microphone, but if it doesn't work, they will not give it to us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And just take something that you need first, then work with them. After a few months, of course, when new equipment comes, they will yeah. give you. You yeah. get first date. Because mm. you are technically their investment. They, of course, mm. will give yeah. you the best. They will one. promote all their materials ah, through you guys. They right? promote. Yeah. I told him, then, you know, once in a while, we can have giveaways whereby you give away like uh, IEMs, earpiece, headphones, mm-hmm. yeah. who doesn't want free headphones yeah. or yeah. free microphone? I want a free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Soon, yeah. Soon, soon. I said, okay, all these things, you know, it, it takes time. Then he said, uh, can you tell me how much all the equipment costs? The one that so they proposed to us a set of equipment. Mm. He said how much is it? He said the equipment about like maybe two thousand dollars worth of equipment. Oh. Then wow. he told me two thousand only. Yeah. Oh. Only. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I see what he's explaining. Okay. Yeah. So he said two thousand only. Yeah. Like, bro, a video. Right, we produce. I can say, but one day we shoot about thousand dollars. Mm. Then they want to do five or six months of content. Yeah. The deal was five to six months. Mm. Just put their name in the description. After that, we get to keep all the equipment. Mm. And they don't have to put our name because unless you want to resign again and it yeah. becomes yeah. more stuff. No. 
can just pick whatever they give us or we can renegotiate what equipment we want then we just hold it for six months put their name in the description that's all we don't even have to put their branding just put their name in the description mm-hmm. because they are Sennheiser but they yeah. don't really care yeah. who we are but it's good to have companies like this exposing you because it yeah. seems your the profile is yep. more professional yeah. I told him never mind you know just take it it's ego he's like nah boy your equipment how much he told me then I said your equipment whatever we bring are more expensive than what they're offering us wow <laughs> Yeah, so I, he didn't understand how important Shit. Sennheiser was. Yeah. So he got back, he said that, oh, I want a better set of equipment. Then uh, Sennheiser didn't get back to us for f- one or two weeks. Then uh, we released a video that actually blew up. Some, I think one video or one or two video that actually got like seven, eight thousand like wow. streams wow. Uh, on IG. Eight thousand or eight thousand yeah, or hundred thousand. For Singaporean, like nobody is pretty. Yeah. Decent, it's no? pretty big, uh. Ah, pretty Huge. big. Then the Sennheiser found like they 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 are aware of us. Mm. Then they got back to us like, okay, yeah, can we negotiate? This is the new. Oh, set now they want to renegotiate. <laughs> no, when they give a better deal, oh, yeah, oh, they okay. add <laughs> a few a few more expensive mics. Mm-hmm. Then they like you know three thousand four thousand valuation. They like okay, can you work with this first? Mm. Then mm. my friend was like, uh, he didn't want. He said the, uh, the equipment that they give is too cheap. That they disrespecting us. Wow. I oh. told him, bro, you are no, you are a beggar. You cannot be choosy. Yeah, mm. you know, you they didn't come to you. I'm the I'm the yeah. one that emailed them initially, so we are going to them. Of course, whatever they offer, right? We, we have to take. We yeah. have to take. Mm. So, so are you really begging people that you, mm. you still want to be demanding? Yes. Sir. Yeah. Then uh, another contact I got him was Red Bull. Ooh. So Red Bull is willing to offer us drinks and restock our fridge every time. Nice. So the Red Bull tell us like, okay, what do you want to like in return? What do you want to do for us? Mm. I said, you know, we can do certain content whereby musicians can collaborate local music with Red Bull. Yeah. Blah, mm. blah, blah. Then uh, Bob was like, um, nah, Red Bull not giving money, I don't want. Wow. So I understand, I understand. At the I understand at the end of the day, you know, he has to think about the financing side yeah, of things. That's true. But he has to see the bigger picture. Yeah. All these opportunities, right? You never know, right? Could be the profile that big investors are looking for. Yeah. It can be the trigger point. Uh, you can yeah. imagine you're it's just a, some, it's a portfolio, uh, yeah. some rich Donny or what? Then after that, you watch YouTube, then suddenly you see room session, you see sponsored, supported by Sennheiser and Red Bull. Mm, yeah, bro. And you don't know what our business is. You yeah. straight away like, can we give have a meeting? Yeah, because they, they see big names. Uh. They see big yeah. names. They don't know how we make our money. They really want to meet us. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, then we can always, you know, bullshit them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but... Smoke and mirrors a bit. Smoke uh. and mirrors a bit. Because it's, it's dog-eat-dog game, right? Yeah. Zai's fine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it is pretty much, uh, I told him that already, he said, you know how lucrative and important these brands are? They, have, they, are, they, they, are, in, they are in the entertainment industry, they're synonymous for their quality and all those things. Correct. Consider them. He said, no. Okay, so okay. Then, um, months progressed, I think it was during September or before that, it was during July, August. He, we had a, a heated argument, something about, because of all this business that he rejected, so I got starting to get annoyed. I'm like, hey, how many more people you want me to introduce hmm. that you keep rejecting? Yes. Yeah. You know, so I said, okay. It's not like marriage only, bro. That's why I told him, okay, let's talk business. Until today, we still haven't signed an agreement yet. How many percent do I own? I've been doing all this work. Yeah. I've been introducing to you all these companies, blah, blah, blah. How many percent, blah, blah. How do we, how we negotiate? He said, um, initially, when we had a, like, the sit down, the first time around, before even before we started, he said that, okay, your company, my company cannot get involved in this. This is fresh. So my invest, my old company, like my Ionic stuff and all those investor stuff will not get involved in this because this is nothing to do. 
And your Sin City stuff also cannot get involved because this is nothing to do. Mm. So it's like it's just a collaboration, but it's a it's between three parties, mm. right? So in, that's what my intention, uh, my impression was. So when we had the sit down like six months later, he said like, "Oh, cannot, bro, because uh, my investor already found out that I'm doing this, this new thing. So because he already invested money in me and the space, I deserve the right to go and pump in more, like have more like share." Mm. So I want, um, I want, uh, for example, like he he decided that you know he deserves more equity in the company. So I said, okay, you're the business head of the company. It's fair that you have a bit more percentage because at mm. the end of the day, you are pretty you you put more responsibility on your on your side. Yeah, you know you you handle the the administrative stuff as well. So it's very so business. So I said, okay, it's fine. Uh, what's the negotiation? So you open up a figure of like seventy thirty. Inshallah. Aku cakap, okay, this is a bit disrespectful. Yeah. Cakap, then uh, I said to my friend, never mind lah, 70-30, right? Like that, every time when it comes to like paying for stuff, so you take, you pay 70%, I pay 30%. Mm. So he said, okay, blah, 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 okay, his investor is also fine with it. I said, okay, it's fine. So we every then uh, when we have creative meetings, or we have business meetings, he will use the 70% as like power. When it comes mm. to oh, majority, yeah. So he'll be like, he'll be like telling me like, hey, I want to do, I want to spend like five hundred dollars on marketing. I mm. said, you want to market what? Mm. You know, I'll tell you now, local like nobody cares. What you, know, <laughs> you want to market? Honestly, like just keep it organic. You know, people mm. will reshare. That's mm. enough for yeah. the time being. He said, no, I want to promote. I said, okay. How much is the marketing? He said, you know, he gave me a figure. It's very expensive. I said, okay. Um, what which platform? Uh, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> uh, what was that? Friendster. Yeah, I told him, you know, okay, the, the, who use Facebook? Old people. Old people. Uh. You want to market to machi machi that send a siloma on HBB, <laughs> or you want to market to kids? Yeah. Instagram is the biggest platform. Mm. Secondly, is YouTube because YouTube is too big; it's hard to control. Instagram is big, so I keep arguing with him. I say, you know, try try to get a marketing company that is that knows the industry. Mm. At least work with like talent before. Like don't then I say okay. What's the profile? What's the portfolio of this marketing company? Oh, this marketing company did like promotional stuff for like Propnex. <laughs> That's it. Propnex and music. That the links yeah. Then your how much you paying? Oh, setup fee is thousand dollars. Then every month must pay them two three hundred dollars for like marketing, like doing all the analytics. I said and wow. stuff. I said okay. They can they can do analytics, but what does that do for us? Yeah. What mm. kind of marketing plans they can give us? Analytics don't matter if the actual marketing is not there. Right? What context they have for yeah. the industry? Do they have do they have numbers for Van Wagen here sixty five, mm. mm-hmm. NPE, uh, NME magazines? Do they have all the context that anytime I pro- I, I produce a video or like a set of content, are they going to write up about us? Mm. Do they have those numbers? No, they don't. We have to do all the work ourselves. All they mm. have to do is just give us analytics and we pay three hundred dollars. Yeah, rubbish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so mo- moving on from all these analytics, right? Uh, in the future, who are the future artists you want for CBM, CBN? Yeah, or wanna, like speaking of CBN, uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, far, who's like the new artist? Because now yeah. con- consider like your control by nice like actually like yeah, Singapore don't have stable really, or what? Uh, really don't have any new artists. Uh, like hard to explain, but. Not Recent, new artists, like future, future artists. Future artists. Future, like, because uh, okay, you already taken like Yao, Tangy Boy. Oh yeah, um, pretty much. So um. The new artists that I want rec- that I recorded for Control by Dan are the people that I don't get to record for room session. Mm. So there's this artist called Kizzy Cree, mm. um, the Reckless, mm. who ah. um, 
Paris Java. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh wow! In um, all these, hopefully, young rajas and all these mm. other artists, um, and uh, pretty much bands as well. Okay, mm. it's true. Nice. Yeah. One thing I love about Control by Now because it's I'm the one that is doing the creative stuff mm. and I'm pretty much managing everything. Mm. Is that I get to pretty much decide cool. how I want to approach. Mm. And I've always been a big fan of bands. Mm-hmm. Mm. Bands in Singapore is the one of the most like smartest, like lucrative side of music. But it's also mm. the most underrated. Uh. Underrated. Yeah. Yes. They mm. the one of the most loyal fan base. Yeah. Mm. They sell the best. They they make the most money from merchandising. Their mm. shows pretty much sells yes. all the time. True. Yeah. Mm. And they have money to make their own music. That's true. You know, they can be independent and mm. still be like. Super popular. But they're yeah. underrated. Yeah. <laughs> Thing. No then again, also the genre itself is. Not I mean, can't say it's dying. It's like it's. It's not really up to trend. No, but it's mm. more of people don't Support just uh, don't have the taste for that genre. Okay, I, yeah. Same I mean, if, if it's pop, if it's hip hop, it's a different thing. Ah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I give you an example. Who is the biggest artist in Singapore? Yeah. No, we use we use in in terms of like we we place but we use science we use analytics we use math. Who is the biggest artist in Singapore? Taufik Batisa. <laughs> yeah, in a way, yeah. yeah. In a modern, no. In a modern, but Taufik is an agent now. So, like, now they <laughs> Modern, modern, I would say probably someone like Jasmine Soko, maybe. Yeah, Jasmine Soko, Gentle Bones, yeah. mm-hmm. Charlie Lim. Mm-hmm. They average millions of streams. Mm-hmm. Their monthly listeners in this, in, is in the millions. Mm-hmm. Okay? I initially, when I first like going, when I started to go back into the industry, you know, getting more active, right, I always thought hip hop was the biggest industry. Mm-hmm. Because I thought like, you know, hip hop is fresh. Everyone wants to do urban music. Yeah. Hip hop is the loudest. Every time when they promote hip hop, it's always the craziest. So I mm-hmm. thought it was hip hop. But actually, no. Most, of, most, of, most Singaporeans still like the pop style. They still like the indie music. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Subsonic, is that a band, right? So, uh, Subsonic Eye, yeah. uh, Subsonic Eye, mm. you know, like uh, Caracal, mm. all these music. Yes. They have streams, like more streams than most of the hip hop guys. You know, all the popular hip hop guys, they only get like maybe about 50 to 100,000 streams. Yeah. And you know, Paris and Young Raja, only a few songs reach over a million. Mm. So it's not, it, just because you see them everywhere doesn't mean that people like Chile. Listening to them. Listening to them. Mm. The guys that are making the most money, right? They are literally very, very successful. Right? I think Archie mm. you know, Bones, mm. yeah. Charlie Lim. They are people that oh, are literally making money from music because why their listeners are diversified. Yeah. Mm. It's not just be- young kids who like hip hop movies. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh. I can, can imagine my my mom listening to Gentle uh, Bones. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Compared <Yeah>. to. <laughs> Young Raja. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mommy, mommy, mommy. I'm just calling my mom. <laughs> la, so. uh, no, no offense. <laughs> this Control Bainan, okay, you want me to give like a rough for how Control Bainan started? Let's go with that. Yeah. So, so summary of it. Summary. Summarize. Summarize. Summarize uh. It happened because I got rejected from NEC. NEC? NEC is a National Arts Council grant. Mm. Oh. So, um, I had I had an idea that I want to do for a room session which is called the Phase 3 Plan. Uh, mm. Which is revamping everything from scratch and okay. coming up with concepts. So, I did like a whole PowerPoint slide, a mood board and everything. Wow. And uh, nobody wanted it or rejected blah, blah, blah. So, I kept it for, for like, almost a whole year. Mm. Wow. So, in June, July, September, there's an opening for NEC to get grants to do whatever you want to do. Mm. If you're a freelancer. I think it's up to $50,000. Oh. I tried to get the fifty thousand the max amount, and I did like a whole plan like an artist. Um, the artist I plan to book, 
I did the scheduling, I did the um, the brand, the design, the concept, everything I did. Even I, I tried to make it everything like, super professional and stuff. Then I get an, an email. I even tried to set aside money for a pilot. I told them, okay, you know, uh, we want to do pilot to test the equipment, yeah. test the concepts, mm. whatever, and get artists that we work with before so that we are very comfortable in working with this because it's a small amount of money. Yeah. I, I told him, uh, I got back an email saying that Oh, unfortunately, uh, there's more interesting ideas out there, oh, and shit. something and the, the way they phrase the email like it's like, I don't think you can do this. Whatever you say is like wool. Basically, they are not convinced, lah. Not convinced at all. But mm-hmm. the fact that you've been yeah. doing well with your room session, yeah, they, 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 to them they are not convinced. So I said it's okay. You I, know why not? Because you never put in Jejelin. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, uh, I was very upset. The day I was like, okay, I got enough ready because. For the longest period, I tried to get employed in the arts industry. Didn't get employment. Mm. Very, get rejected a lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. The only opening is insurance. I don't want to do insurance. <laughs> I tried. I really don't want. The money is good, but I don't want. I just yeah, don't want hello, bro. Long time no see. Eh, I want me me out of me. Right? Everyone, uh. every insurance company I attend, IIA, uh. all even Takwa, all I went. <laughs> Same oh. shit, uh. All approach me like, oh, you go, you know all these musicians uh, can can join us not immediately. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then they what make make uh, what intro for their their company. <laughs> yeah, then after intro everyone lah. Uh. AIA no lah. They want. Hey bro, macam ah. Uh, I don't really want to do that. So I got really fed up. I told, I said that, you know, uh, I told my mom, I want to sell all my music equipment. Oh, I'm really too tired really because it was very emotionally like stressful. Draining, yeah. Super draining. Mentally, it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. So I said, I want to say, my mom said, stupid or what? <laughs> you did it since what, 2013? You want to quit mm. today? You lo- what, what are you doing? Mm. So he said, hey, go here. Why, why are you scared? It, it takes a while but to be successful. But. Yeah. Mm. Then I told myself uh, that weekend, I had my pilot I had to shoot mm. which is like two days later I got my rejection three days before mm. so mm. I said like you know what fuck it fuck it fuck it just do it so I already paid for it yeah. so yeah. I already come out the money to book the studio I paid my crew already mm. then I already paid for welfare and everything why not we just shoot then I just shoot I managed to get four songs out of it Wow, and nice. I just decided then I did, I spent like two three what one month I spent one month designing the concept the artwork the graphic style mm. then uh, even the name also and the stupid logo <laughs> then um, <laughs> just uh, just upload then when I upload people be like hey this one looks like uh, room session room session no, they didn't even say room session oh. I think some of them know it's me mm. some of them really don't know because my marketing style was like I called all my friends to go and upload the same thing on the same day. Mm. Oh. So, it's everyone, right, is uploading the same thing. So, people confused. So, so they can't mm. tell who's the source no. of it. Then, uh-huh. after I follow no one. Oh. So, people follow me, I don't follow anyone. Okay. So, they were like, who the hell is doing this? Who is like, not so people start figuring it out, but before people were like, who is doing this? Then they're like, so, oh, we want, you want us to cut out your name? No, <laughs> <laughs> no la, they don't care. <laughs> so, they was like, uh, who is doing this? Who is like, then uh, people were like, oh, this is really nice. This is very clean. Mm. Nice. Uh, very very like seamless. Then the music also. It's not. I didn't start with hip hop. I start with some bluesy like R and B, R and B kind of vibe. Then the goal is to get every. I I was. This is like one of my motto. Mm. Diversify. Yeah. Mm. I like diversity in music. I feel like Singapore, right? We are very multicultural. We have so many different kind of sounds. Mm. I want everything to be 
diversified. Everything to be exposed lah. To everything, everyone. Yeah. everyone deserves a listen. Yeah, you true. know, you don't. You can be underground. You can be a very popular. Underground, overground, ah, tunnel, tunnel, in the middle of the ground. Okay, continue. <laughs> everyone, then, uh, if you are if the, the 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 criteria is, you just have to be good. Okay. Mm. You don't have to be popular. You don't have to be any. Just be good at what you're doing, lah. Be good and be proud of your work. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. You know, if you're proud of your work, but you're useless, right? Yeah, no point, lah. Because yeah. um, at the moment right now, there's a lot of artists that are still sending me material, mm. but I I respectfully reply to them, say that you're not ready. Mm. Oh wow. Because mm. I use this platform. I'm I'm investing my own money in this. Yeah. Uh, as well as I'm very grateful that this uh future videos that you're gonna see for the time being is. Being collab- I have a collaboration with uh, Yanto Sunny oh, okay. for his Golden Rule Barbershop the, yeah, thing. The one that won the project lagu. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So the next few videos that you're going to see is going to be in partnership with him. Nice. Uh, nice. very grateful that he sees the vision as yeah. well as I do and uh, he's willing to support. So he's one of the investors uh, or no, he's one of the sponsors, sorry, mm. for, 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 for this uh, project. So um, the idea behind Control by None or even Room Session, right? It's just to create a platform whereby artists can use it as a portfolio or as something that they can showcase yeah, to I venues, to mm. so booking agents, oh, to, okay. to show that, hey, I'm actually not just a SoundCloud rapper. I can yeah. actually perform. Mm. I'm yeah, an artist. Yeah. So, Contrabana is, is an example or is just a place, a platform to showcase yeah, what I, they can do live. Or the what the truth is that, mm. I can tell you the truth, not... I I I told my friends this. This is a harsh truth. I told every musician, no bitchy, no 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 one actually cares about your music. Mm-hmm. Your friends when they repost your song, mm. they only repost it on the Friday when it was released, just so that you could repost their their, their story. Out of courtesy, I guess. Out of like, oh, Christian, I just I don't even listen to the song. Mm. I'm being <laughs> honest. I just click to the album art on Spotify. I repost. And after that, I'll be like, ah, that's it. So they will be like, oh, mm. thank you so much for listening. So I click like, and after that, they repost my story. Mm. And they say, thank you so much for supporting me. And they were wondering why my streams only is like 10,000, 20,000 only mm-hmm. after so many weeks. It's because the people that are listening to your music are your friends and also your music friends. Mm-hmm. Nobody else in the industry actually cares about your stuff other than more than you. Yeah, and that's a sad truth. Unless you are like as big as like Gentle Bones or whoever, mm. your the people who repost your songs are just all your friends. It's true. They know that you're doing music. They be like, oh, let me just support my friend. And I don't like the idea of support local. Mm. This thing hashtag support local is actually making people very complacent mm. because you can be lousy at your work and you will still use this as a excuse. Excuse, excuse to be like, hey, why are you not supporting local? Mm. No, support quality. Correct. Mm. You don't just support, support your quality local. Mm. <laughs> a local quality. Wait, what? Quality. You don't support quality. fashion uh, podcast just because you're, it's your friend. You support it because they are making good content. Oh. That's, That's right. right. Of, course. Right. of course. Of course. We have good content, guys. We have <laughs> amazing content. <laughs> brilliant content. You, you guys yes. like nonsense and you talk talk nonsense. No, no, no. You don't value. talk nonsense, yeah, bro. Huh? Our <laughs> episode are high quality. Emphasis <laughs> <laughs> on the yes <laughs> HQ. <laughs> So like with control by none nowadays, right? I mm. see like you also posted something quite recent, or actually last month. Uh, it's Tias Iglesias. Uh. Yeah. So this guy, uh, can I play a bit? Yeah, play. Just the whole vibe, you can feel it. Dude. This is the kind of songs I listen to. Uh. Yeah. Reminds me of what's his name? Uh, uh Daniel Caesar. No la. The Korean. Uh, uh Mac Ares. Uh, uh, no, he sounds like Dean. 
Yeah. Also Kind of, kind of. But I think a little bit of Dennis is yours, for me lah. Very much like. like very chill, of chill vibes. vibes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the voice-wise is like Pink Sweat. Mac Aries, the guy, like in terms of like guitar and everything, like, there's this artist lah, Mac Aries. Very like related to. Very much. Yeah. Very much like that. So, yeah. this this kind of music happened, right? Was me siphoning through internet, like the IG. Mm. Then after that, I was just going through like a bunch of my friends' like stuff. Then suddenly I heard his demos. Nice. So I'm like, hey, who is this kid? Then I told my friend, um, right now, Control by Nine is me mm-hmm. and two other guys. So it's Tisha and uh, this guy called Tangy Boy. Mm. You guys know him. Yeah. So because Tangy Boy is pretty much like, uh, he knows everyone. It's integral for me to have him in my team because he can talk. To he the can be the PR man uh, for you. He's very, he's very, he's pretty much the A&R. Uh-huh. So any any form of art, any artist who wants to submit music, right? Mm-hmm. They have to go through him, and he has a good music taste. Oh. So I don't want it. I don't be biased. I just I don't want to do like oh because you know I like this girl or I like yeah, this boy, yeah. and I just want to like be friends with them. I say hey, why not come to my show? Mm. No, I want him to go through a proper channel. Then after that, if he approves it, he will he will use me as the final approver. Mm-hmm. I'll look into how to curate this. If this is feasible and it, it tallies with the program, blah blah blah. Mm. Let's do it. So it's fair. So he's pretty much so he I I told him I really like this kid Tias. Then after he said, Oh Tias is my friend. <laughs> then after he said, Okay, let me talk to him. So that pilot, uh when I had the pilot shoot, I told Tias like, Okay, do you have any songs? Uh this song I really like. Can you can you sing it for, for, for this show? He said, Oh, this is just a demo. He said, Is it finished? He said, Yeah, finished it. Mm-hmm. You, do you do you mind singing it? Yeah, but I don't plan to release it. Can just try just try sing it. Mm. So this is one of those songs where but it's unreleased. Oh, that yeah. makes it more like special. Right? Special, yeah. Like, yeah. There's more artists that are doing that right now. Nice. So that's cool, like, If like, let's say the song actually is actually the song is actually nice, but then it's not even released. Like so people want it. People want it more. Then people yeah. want it. Then they spit. Then who knows? Control by none. Suddenly, like um, further suddenly say oh, actually it's gonna release at this timing. Yeah. So uh, what? Uh, like, like at least and uh, anticipate it or something, or maybe if you want to. Uh, wait for it to come. Share and like or what? Like and share or that thing. Yeah, and uh, the only medium that they can listen to that is through control. Yeah, control, yeah. control, control. It's like oh, exclusive. Yeah. exclusive as. We try. <laughs> we try to make it. Okay, it's, it's the idea is that of course we try to keep it very professional. Mm-hmm. Whereby you got to have a certain amount of talent to be in a in a in control by none. Yeah, you cannot just be any Tom Dick and Harry. And yeah. the cool thing is that the four artists that you see, right? Only one of them is popular. Kali. Yeah, mm. and Kelly is popular because the first performance she ever did was with Room Session for our mm. very first song called Sunflower mm. then after I called her back again because at that point in time she had a new project that's coming out and it tallies with my release date mm. so uh, and it was also like I'm helping someone uh, tally with like their future because I I, I, was trying, I was figuring out like okay, do I record people who already have released songs or do I want to try something whereby I, it helps with their release date so for mm. example if they release a song mm. on a Friday I will try to put, publish a video that night or mm. a week later to mm. promote. So it's fresh. Uh, to promote is like doing the cycle of like promotion period. Yes. Mm. And it happened with Ferb. Um, the good thing is that I know the four artists that I recorded are very good. Yeah. Mm. That their music is really good and they know how to perform and they are, no, they are not popular. They mm. are, they're just people that I think are super talented and deserve like a chance to be heard. One yeah. of them is Deserve's this artist yeah. called Chris Chris. Okay. He's an Indian guy. If you, he's the one with the red um, backdrop. Okay, play a bit lah. And this was recorded live, huh? One take. 
Oh wow Even if they forgot the lyrics Retake lah Mati petik lah No it means like There's no overdubbing No cutting Oh, oh. Oh, okay, that's right, cool. That's, that's really amazing from Zaki, and we heard a lot about uh, his experience as a music producer and mm. controlled by Nan. So, like, like all uh, exclusive and uh, good stuff has to come to an end. So, Aww. our episode is coming to an end already. But mm. um, don't worry, lah. Hopefully, you can call you in for part two because you got a lot of stories to tell, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, well, I guess this is the end of our podcast for today. Please give us a follow at our Spotify, Instagram, at Passion Podcast, and also Zaki at, you want me to tell your personal IG or? Yeah, Tomato your, Fury. Okay, okay, at Tomato Fury and at Control <laughs> by yeah, None. That's right. Woo! Like, Thank share, and support. comment on our Instagram post for this episode on who you want to see on Control by None next. Yeah. Uh, tag nice. Zaki also he can you know check out the artist lah yeah. and tag us when you share so that we can repost it on our IG story we have new episodes that are released every Friday so keep a look out for them thank you guys so can you send to Zaki's music best podcast best podcast can I do an announcement okay, okay, sure, sure, sure. so if any artist out there is really shy but are friends with the passion food podcast gang if you want your music to be heard in control by Nan, please you can approach podcast as well the passion fruit team Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, and right. they can contact me oh I see are you here we will be your bridge yeah. <laughs> we will be the bridge between yeah. you and Zaki yeah. that's right yeah uh, and with that we said we are the passion fruit podcast LG signing out bye bye shout out control by Nan and Zaki it's good it's good